Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, June 21st, 2021. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Facebook's Clubhouse clone rolls out. Here's how it works. China really does seem to be cracking down on Bitcoin mining. Here's why that could be important. Some power companies in Texas are remotely adjusting the smart thermostats of users. Here's why that's likely a sign of things to come. And had you heard of cyclic propulsion aircraft before? I know I hadn't. Let me tell you about it. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Facebook has officially rolled out live audio rooms. It's Clubhouse clone slash Twitter space competitor slash podcasting play available to verified public figures and select groups and podcast partners in the U.S. Quoting TechCrunch. The company tells us live audio rooms will become available to any verified public figure or creator in the U.S. who's in good standing with Facebook and is using either a profile or the new Facebook page's experience on iOS. For Facebook groups, the feature is launching with, quote, dozens of groups, we're told. Both products will become more broadly available in the weeks and months ahead as more people, podcasts, and groups are brought on board. Meanwhile, 100% of Facebook users in the U.S. will be able to listen to live audio rooms and podcasts as of this week. Much like Clubhouse or similar audio apps, Facebook's live audio rooms offer a standard set of features. The event's hosts appear in rounded profile icons at the top of the screen, while the listeners appear in the bottom half of the screen as smaller icons. The active speaker is indicated with a glowing ring. If verified, a check appears next to their name as well. There are also options for enabling live captions, a raise hand tool to request to speak, and tools to share the room with others on Facebook through things like newsfeed or group posts. Facebook does things a little differently than others in some places. For instance, hosts are able to invite people to join them as a speaker in advance of the session, or they can choose listeners during the stream to join them. In each session, there can be up to 50 speakers, and there's no limit on the number of listeners, Facebook says. During the session, users will be notified when friends or followers join the chat Two, while listening, users can like or react to the content as it streams using the thumbs up button at the bottom of the screen, which connects you to Facebook's set of emoji reactions. And with today's official launch, listeners can also show support to the public figure of the live audio room by sending stars. These stars can be purchased during the conversation and used at any time, similar to how they work with other Facebook Live content. By sending stars, the listener is bumped up to the front row, a special section that highlights the people who sent the stars. This allows the event's host to easily recognize their supporters and even give them a shout-out during the event if they choose. Meanwhile... For Facebook groups, admins can control whether moderators, group members, or other admins can create a live audio room. Both members and visitors can listen to the rooms in public groups, but in private groups, the rooms are limited to group members. Facebook users are alerted to all the new live audio rooms via the newsfeed and notifications and can sign up to be reminded when a room they're interested in goes live. Live audio rooms will also be discoverable within Facebook groups where available." End quote. I promised you not to mention the price of Bitcoin again, unless it hit either $10,000 or $100,000, and I'm going to keep to that pledge, though I will note that Bitcoin is flirting with a pretty key technical price level at the moment. Bitcoin seems to be under pressure for reasons like this. China's Sichuan province has closed all crypto mines in the region following similar moves in other regions. An estimated 90% of China's mining capacity for Bitcoin has now been shut down in recent weeks, quoting Global Times. 
Some industry players had hoped that regulators in Sichuan, where hydropower is abundant, could take a softer approach than other regions of China. But the latest ban underscores Chinese regulators' determination to curb speculative crypto trading to control financial risks, despite certain benefits to local economies, observers said. The exit window is closing, and we're scrambling to find overseas mines to place our mining devices, a Sichuan-based industry insider who spoke on condition of anonymity told the Global Times on Sunday, adding that a number of miners have suffered huge losses. The Sichuan Provincial Development and Reform Commission and the Sichuan Energy Bureau issued a joint notice on Friday ordering local electricity companies to, quote, screen, clean up, and terminate mining operations by Sunday. The notice also told local electricity companies to immediately stop supplying power to crypto mining projects they have detected and conduct self-inspection and rectification and report their results by Friday. Also, it banned local authorities from approving new mining projects, end quote. You know what else might be putting pressure on Bitcoin bulls at the moment? The seeming wave of countries warming up to the notion of doing stablecoins or some sort of electronic version of their own sovereign fiat currencies. Like, if Bitcoin is never actually adopted as a form of payment because all of these other countries rush in to provide what Bitcoin theoretically was designed to provide, then it's only remaining bull cases as a store of value, which has probably been the case for Bitcoin for a while now. You know, at least theoretically, you can do plenty of other stuff beyond just store value on things like Ethereum and other programmable and blockchain projects. But the fear would also be, if you're a Bitcoin bull specifically, if governments adopt their own crypto schemes, then they could eventually become actively hostile to Bitcoin as a competitor. As an example of what I'm talking about, a European Central Bank board member has come out and said a digital version of the euro would be useful to protect consumer privacy and to protect the eurozone from, quote, the threat of competing cryptocurrencies, quoting the Financial Times. Fabio Panetta, an executive board member at the European Central Bank, told the Financial Times that one of the project's key aims was to combat the spread of digital coins created by other nations and companies. If the central bank gets involved in digital payments, privacy is going to be better protected because we are not like private companies, he said. We have no commercial interest in storing, managing, or monetizing the data of users. Of course, there is the potential threat that could come from others issuing a digital means of payment. If people do want to pay digitally and we do not offer them a digital means of payment, somebody else would do that, end quote. He contrasted the digital euro, an electronic version of cash issued by the central bank, with, quote, unstable coins such as Diem, Facebook's planned digital currency, which would let users send money as easily as text messages. The ECB's recent consultation on a digital euro found that people's greatest concern was that it would erode their privacy. But Panetta said the central bank had tested ways to separate people's identities from their payment details. Quote, the payment will go through, but nobody in the payment chain would have access to all the information, he said, end quote. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt... 
it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO five-pocket pants, the right sort of step-up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional-looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at cutsclothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. Cutsclothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity. But user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Yes, but some governments are attracted to digital currency because, well, anti-privacy reasons. Remember, the Chinese government is warming to digital versions of its money for all of the ways that would give them greater control over things. Things like, you know, the ability to take taxes automatically out of your wallet, the ability to, say, put a time limit on stimulus money that would say, you know, spend this money by the end of the month or it goes away. Again, if you think the cyberpunk dystopian reality is just around the corner, my friends, it might already be here. This isn't crypto, of course, but you can see where I'm going with this very timely example. Some power companies in Texas are apparently remotely adjusting the smart thermostats of users who have enrolled in their energy-saving programs. This is to reduce strain on power grids, of course, so I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing, necessarily. But I don't know, after software has completely eaten the world, after everything is connected and there's sensors everywhere and it's basically impossible not to know anything, then yeah, the only way you'll be able to have full autonomy will be to air gap yourself from everything, every grid, the electronics grid, the money grid, the grid your car is connected to if you want to, you know, roll through that stop sign or something like that, you name it, quoting K-H-O-U in Houston. When Deer Park resident Brandon English got home from work on Wednesday, his house was hot. Quote, my wife had it cranked down at 2.30, English said. It takes a long time for this house to get cool when it gets hot. English's wife and their daughters decided to take their afternoon nap earlier in the day. Quote, they'd been asleep long enough that the house had already gotten to 78 degrees, English said. So they woke up sweating, end quote. Without anyone touching it, they said their thermostat was changed 
while they were sleeping, making their home unbearably hot. Quote, was my daughter at the point of overheating? English said, she's three months old. They dehydrate very quickly, end quote. His wife received an alert on her phone soon after that. The family said their thermostat had been changed remotely using the temperature of their home during a three-hour energy-saving event. The family smart thermostat was installed a few years ago as part of a new home security package. Many smart thermostats can be enrolled in a program called Smart Savers Texas. It's operated by a company called Energy Hub. The agreement for the program states that in exchange for an entry into sweepstakes, electric customers allow them to control their thermostats during periods of high energy demand. Energy Hub's list of its clients include TXU Energy, Centerpoint, and ERCOT. English said he had unenrolled their thermostat as soon as he found out. Quote, I wouldn't want anybody else controlling my things for me, he said. A scroll through a Houston Reddit board shows English is not alone. Several others said they found out during this week's heat wave that their thermostats were being accessed and turned up remotely, end quote. Those rumors about a Facebook watch or some form of Facebook wearable coming soon with multiple cameras maybe piqued your interest a bit. But if you don't want to wait the, I don't know, another year or 18 months or so before we can expect such a thing to actually be available, what if I told you you could get something similar right now with your existing Apple Watch? Wristcam makes a $299 Apple Watch band with a camera capable of taking 4K images and recording 1080p video, and it has raised $25 million led by Marker LLC, quoting TechCrunch. Other wearable makers have flirted with video and images on wrist-worn devices, but the feature is far from mainstream. Industry leader Apple certainly doesn't seem to be rushing into the idea, so Wristcam went and did it for them with the launch of a band supporting its own camera capable of shooting 4K images and 1080p video. The product launched late last year following a successful crowdfunding campaign. Among the forthcoming features are live video. The company says it has sold thousands of units, which currently retail for $299 through the Wristcam site, so $20 more than a Apple Watch SE. The company says it ran into COVID-19 supply chain issues earlier this year, but has pushed through them and is now fulfilling orders daily. In spite of Facebook's apparent interest in wrist-based imaging, CEO Ari Roisman said he's not concerned about possible Sherlocking from Apple. Quote, I see the camera continuing to be a core part of the iPhone strategy with DSLR quality equivalents, including pro offerings priced north of $1,000, the exec says. Meanwhile, I see continued Apple Watch focus on quantified health and wellness as opposed to powered data and real estate intensive functionality that could conflict with the iPhone strategy, end quote. Finally today, I was today years old when I learned about the existence of cyclic propulsion systems. Let me just let New Atlas explain it for me. Quote, Russia's Foundation for Advanced Research has already flown a 60-kilogram or 132-pound prototype of its Cyclocar VTOL aircraft, which uses a super-responsive cyclical propeller propulsion system. A full-size, long-range, six-seat cyclocar is expected to fly in 2022. We've seen this cyclic propulsion system before from Austria's Cyclotech, which was previously known as Didalis. 
It places a number of variable pitch blades in fast-rotating barrels. Each blade changes pitch constantly as the barrel spins, meaning each corner of the aircraft can vector its thrust through 360 degrees nearly instantly without changing the RPM of the motors. While this would make cyclic propulsion a terrific solution for a gasoline-powered VTOL, the Russians are planning to use it with a hybrid propulsion system with full electric drive and a range-extending combustion generator. The six-seat aircraft is expected to fly up to 250 kilometers per hour, which is the equivalent of 155 miles per hour. This is a fair bit slower than many lift and cruise or vectored thrust multi-copter designs, presumably because it has no wings and needs to keep its thrust vectored partially downwards at all times. Range, on the other hand, is huge at up to 500 kilometers or 310 miles, thanks to the excellent energy density of gasoline. The final generator engine hasn't been decided on at this stage, but it'll be Russian-built and either a rotary piston engine or a turboshaft. The propulsion barrels will have a large diameter of 1.5 meters or 5 feet, and it'll carry up to 6 people or 600 kilograms, the equivalent of 1,323 pounds of payload, in either piloted, autonomous, or remote-controlled trim. A loading ramp at the rear will improve access for disabled passengers and make cargo loading more practical. Project team leader Jan Chibisov said in a Russian-language press release that while the cyclic propulsion system was very aerodynamically complex, it's quiet, compact, and shielded for protection against foreign objects while enabling very fast thrust vectoring. Initial testing undertaken in conjunction with the Novosibirsk Institute of Thermophysics said Chibisov fully confirmed the team's thrust and power consumption calculations, and he's confident that the system will make its way onto an aircraft within three years, end quote. So this is another one where I say click through to see the pictures and video, because basically what this is, is the sci-fi future we were promised, sort of, I guess, the Blade Runner future brought to life. By the by, Prime Day kicks off today. As per usual, I'm not going to, you know, give you a rundown of all the deals out there or anything like that, since that's not what we do. And also, who knows when you'll actually listen to this. But what we do do here is make sure you're not missing out on anything in the world of tech. So there you go. If you weren't aware that Prime Day was happening, it is. And you have until 3 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday to take advantage. So get shopping, I guess. Talk to you tomorrow.